Today we look for some of the bright signs from the first two games the Islanders played in the preseason, and we discuss this make-or-break season for Kiefer Bellows. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got plenty to talk about on today's show. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've already discussed, or maybe you've got a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on everything Islanders throughout the preseason training camp and everything leading up to the regular season when. Players get sent back to their junior team, whether they get sent to the Bridgeport Islanders. If there's a trade, we are going to have it for you here on Locked On Islanders and go into it in depth. So we're going to start off the day talking a little bit about the first two preseason games. And yeah, nobody likes losing 4-1 to twice. And I think that's even less true when you lose to the Devils and the Rangers in those two games. That makes it even more difficult for Islanders fans to stomach. But in spite of that, there are a few positives to be taken out of those first two games. And again, you know, do the negatives outweigh the positives? Yeah, absolutely. You lose two games, four to one, and there are more problems than potential solutions. I think that's more or less a gimme. But, again, there are things that happened in this game that certainly benefit the New York Islanders. And, overall, I think that the Islanders have some things that they can build on right now for this team, and it just becomes a question of what they're going to do to get to that point. 
and hopefully it happens and it happens sooner rather than later. But here, here are some of the good things. First of all, let's talk about Robin Sallow. Sallow played very well, especially uh, against the Rangers, scored the goal for the Islanders, their only goal in that first game. And overall, it, it appeared that, you know, he played a pretty darn good game. He had five shots on goal Monday in seven shots at the goal. That gives the Islanders a little more juice on that third defensive pairing. And we, we've talked about Sebastian Ajo and Dennis Chalowski being sort of the other two candidates for that sixth defense spot on this roster. Well, Salo right now certainly looks like the front runner to nail down that spot. Now, you know, Grant Hutton maybe in the mix as well, but he's more likely to be the seventh defenseman. And, you know, the other thing is that, you know, Salo really probably has the highest upside of these three candidates. So ideally, it's best for the Islanders if he is able to emerge and sort of get the job done. Now, Another positive that I think came out of this game but uh, got a little overlooked is the strong play of Simon Holmstrom uh, against the Rangers. And they had Holmstrom on a line with Matthew Barzal. And you start to wonder, okay, what's the chemistry going to be like? And there were some definite moments in that Rangers game where Holmstrom and Barzal t teamed up and created a couple of scoring chances. Lane Lambert, after the game, basically said, I thought Holmstrom made some plays. He looked comfortable and poised. Uh, I don't think necessarily that Holmstrom is likely to make the roster this year. Uh, I, I, I think... He is probably going to spend most of the season in Bridgeport. But overall, again, for Holmstrom, this is an opportunity to make an impression, to be one of the first guys called up if injuries hit, uh, to raise his stock with the coaching staff in the organization and with Lou Lamorello. So I think it was a positive to see Simon Holmstrom show a little chemistry with uh, Matthew Barzal and to do, uh, you know, to, to at least show that he's he he can handle being on a line with a talented, dynamic offensive player like that. We'll see whether or not he gets another shot at it on Sunday when the Islanders take to the ice again against the Flyers. But overall. That was a positive. And I think another positive uh, overall was Oliver Wallstrom. Now, he did have a bad giveaway, coughed the puck up. Mika Zibinijad, uh created a scoring chance. But Wallstrom also had, you know, a, a nice scoring opportunity with about five and a half minutes left. In the first period, had five shot attempts in the game, 
two shots got through. You'd like a little better percentage than that. He also played both Monday and Tuesday, and Lane Lambert said, we wanted to see him again. Here's a guy we have high hopes for, obviously. And I, I think the thing that was positive after re-watching these two games is that Oliver Wallstrom was involved and did some of the things when he didn't have the puck that the coaching staff needs to see from him. So overall, while the special teams needed a lot of work and both uh, Semyon Varlamov and uh, Ilya Sorokin didn't look great, there were some positives to be taken away from these games. And I think that, you know, the coaching staff will have to do that and, you know, build on those positives. The other thing is this, because the Islanders don't play again until Sunday, and Lane Lambert mentioned how important it was to make good use of the days where there is no game, you know, that was very difficult for this team last year because of all the games canceled because of COVID, and they were really, especially in the second half of the season, playing almost every other day on average. Uh, there weren't a lot of practice time uh, dates and, and, and days where the team was not playing uh, a, a game or traveling. So getting that in right now, I think, is very important. And let's see, hopefully, you know, you play... Monday and Tuesday, then you're off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days. Let's hope that the Islanders can come away with, uh, you know, some valuable practice time and that it shows on Sunday uh, when they play their first home game of the preseason against Philadelphia that this team worked on things and looks better. We have got a lot more to get to on today's show, including a look at why this is a make-or-break season with the Islanders organization for Kiefer Bellows. We've got that and our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on any game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing and golf, and now preseason hockey. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So let's talk a little bit about an Islanders player who really has a lot to prove today. This year will be a make or break year for Kiefer Bellows. And why? Well, here's the drill. Bellows, a former number one pick, 19th overall by the Islanders, believe it or not, in 2016. And yet, since being drafted six years ago, Kiefer Bellows has played a grand total of 67 NHL games. He has 11 goals, 25 points, and he is a plus 
two. And, you know, that's in six years. Now, you don't expect the 19th overall pick in the NHL draft to begin his career that year. That's only going to happen on maybe an expansion team or, or, or a team like the Arizona Coyotes right now who are just in a complete rebuilding mode and feel like they have nothing to lose. And even then, it's not guaranteed to happen. But here's the thing about Bellows. He's 6'1", almost 200 pounds. He is now 24 years old. Kiefer Bellows, while he is one of the younger players on the Islanders roster, isn't young anymore. And at least by hockey standards, 24 is really when an NHL player should be in or entering their prime. And I know bigger power forwards, of which Bellows has been described by a lot of scouts, they take a little longer to develop because they need to add the weight and grow into their body and, and, and you know, get to the point where physically they can go up against the biggest and most talented players in the league and sort of, you know, play with them and get the job done. But Bellows has to get the job done now. At 24, he is at the point where either he's going to do it or he's not going to do it. He signed a one-year contract with the Islanders this year. And pretty much, this is going to be a situation where either they sign him to another multi-year deal, or he's probably not going to be a full-time player with the Islanders organization ever. So, you know, it, it was just... Uh, a, a rough start, and obviously Barry Trotz was not the guy who tended to trust younger players. But here, here's something that Bellows said uh, to the New York Post. When I was consistently in the lineup there, it was just my aggressive mindset. I was hard on pucks. I was shooting the puck, made a lot of plays, and I felt like my defensive game has really turned a corner especially last year, and I think I'm going to bring that into this year. Now, Bellows was working with skating coach Diane Ness, which kind of improved his skating, which has always been uh, a, a little bit of a uh, issue for him, not, not being the fastest skater going. Uh, Tuesday, he was on a line with Atu Ratu and Kyle Palmieri, and he played 18 minutes and 17 seconds, had two shots, and had a three-on-two break that Vitek Vanacek managed to glove. Now, Lambert basically looking for more physicality. He said he wanted to see Bellows, quote, impose his physical will. And Lambert, after the game, said he had a couple of chances, talking about Bellows, really good chance in the first period. I thought he played okay. I think he showed himself okay. Hardly overwhelming confidence, but for Kiefer Bellows, it's time. And, you know, when it comes to physicality, here's what Lane Lambert added. I think he's developed it and is developing it. But certainly, it's something that you have to be consistent on. That's the real key to it. It's part of the development process. 
And part of that process is being consistent with whatever you're developing. Yeah, that's true. And with Barry Trotz, you know, it was difficult for Bellows and Wallstrom and Robin Sallow and any of the younger players to earn the trust. The, the, the leash was so short, you made one mistake and you were benched for the next half period or period or maybe even the rest of the game. I'm telling you, the transition from, uh, from Barry Trotz to Lane Lambert is going to be a vital one for the younger players on the Islanders. Dobson, to a lesser extent. Sallow, assuming he is the sixth defenseman. Bellows, Wallstrom, and later on down the line, guys like Ratu and Dufour. But for Kiefer Bellows, I think this coaching change is coming at the right time. That having a coach in Lane Lambert, who I couldn't imagine him being tougher on younger players or, or more restrictive on younger players than Barry Trotz was. He could be the same or roughly equal, but it would be difficult to imagine him being harder on and having less patience with younger players than Trotz did. Now is the time at the age of 24 with three partial seasons under his belt for Kiefer Bellows to say and to prove to the coaching staff and to his teammates and to himself, I am ready to play in the NHL. I am ready to play 75, 80, 82 games if I stay healthy and give this team consistent production that matches my skill set, which is shooting the puck, being responsible defensively, and adding that physicality that his size allows him to bring. If his skating can get 5 to 10% better after working with a skating instructor and a coach, if his play away from the puck gets better, and his physicality becomes consistent, Kiefer Bellows is going to be a regular on one of the top three lines on this team this year. If he doesn't do that and you get another game, uh, or rather another year, where Bellows plays 40, 45, 30, 40, 50 games tops, and, you know, last year he averaged less than 12 minutes per game, 11.52, which was his career high. We want to see that number up to 14, 15, 16, maybe even 18 minutes a game like he had on Tuesday. This is it. It's put up or shut up time for Kiefer Bellows at least as far as the Islanders are concerned. He's on a one-year deal, and either he shows the team what he can do and (laughs) why he's worth re-signing, or... He probably is playing elsewhere next year, if he's even playing in the NHL. We have got more to discuss on today's show, our Islanders' birthday of the day coming up. Uh, a, A player who was with the Islanders for just part of one season, but his brother was a longtime Islander captain. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 50th birthday of former Islander center Jorgen Janssen. 
Janssen, uh, a native of Sweden, drafted by the Flames in the ninth round in 1994, played almost all of his pro career in the Swedish Elite League, turned professional in 1992, was with different teams in Sweden until the 1999-2000 season. The Islanders acquired him in a trade. He joined the Islanders, played 68 games with his brother, 11 goals, 28 points, 16 penalty minutes, then was traded to the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, as they were then known, played 13 games for the Ducks, a goal and three points, and then went back to Sweden, where he continued to play until the 2008-2009 season. Only 81 career NHL games for Jorgen Janssen. 12 goals, 31 points, the 16 penalty minutes. He was a minus eight. Never played in a playoff game as neither the Islanders nor the Ducks made the postseason that year. Janssen was a steady two-way center. He had good skating ability. He could put the puck in the net. You know, had some 20-goal seasons in Sweden where scoring tends to be a little tougher than it is here in the NHL. But, uh, I guess never really felt exceptionally comfortable in North America on the narrower, narrower rink and went back and played in Sweden where he seemed to be the most happy. But you know what? It was pretty great to see Jorgen Janssen out there uh, in an Islanders uniform. You know, two Janssens for one team was pretty nice and, and, and they certainly complimented each other. Well, we go back and look at one of Jorgen Janssen's better games as an Islander. February 12th, 2000, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins, J.S. Aubin. In goal for Pittsburgh for the Islanders, Kevin Weeks is the netminder. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first in the first period. Matthew Baron, his third from Mike Watt and Josh Green, just two minutes and 26 seconds into the game, Isles up 1-0. Then, late in the period, Marius Tchaikovsky, his 22nd, an assist to our Islanders' birthday of the day, Jorgen Janssen and Jason Krog at 16:26. Islanders lead it 2-0 after the first period. In the second period, only one goal is scored, and it was a power play goal. Marius Tchaikovsky called for tripping, and Jan Redina gets his 12th of the year for the Penguins. Rob Brown and Yaramir Yager with the assists at 13-10. Islanders up by one goal, 2-1, to one, after 40 minutes of play. In the third, though, the Islanders pull away. The Islanders are shorthanded. Ole Jokin and off for slashing, but our Islanders' birthday of the day. Jorgen Janssen gets an unassisted, shorthanded goal two minutes and two seconds into the third period. That made it three to one Isles. Then the Islanders' power play connects. Jager off for slashing, and Jamie Heward cashes in his six from Tchaikovsky and Krog at 10.04. That makes the score four to one Isles, and then another shorthanded goal this time with Jamie Rivers off for holding the stick. Claude LaPointe pots a shorty, his 10th. Jorgen Janssen, our Islanders' birthday of the day, with one assist. Eric Cairns, the other, at 13.48. Islanders down the Penguins, 5-1 to one to get the win. Islanders 
allow 34 shots on goal in this game, and they take 34 shots. The difference, Kevin Weeks makes 33 saves to earn the win, but for Jorgen Janssen, a goal, two assists. He had a 3.90, he was a plus three, one of the goals shorthanded, and he had two shots on goal in 15 minutes and 37 seconds on ice. So again, today is the 50th birthday of former Islanders center Jorgen Janssen, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Well, I'll tell you, uh, we have got more to discuss on uh, this week. We will preview on a Friday show the Sunday preseason game, and we'll talk more about what's been going on at Islanders' training camp as, again, the team has Four days to practice before their next game. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.